Hello, I'm your host, Bill Mentines, and welcome to the first episode of the Cumberland County Chatter. My goal is to introduce you to the inspirational and sometimes controversial people who call Cumberland County, Pennsylvania home. Today I'll introduce you to Sarah Egerton, the only woman and only Democrat on the Mechanicsburg Borough Council. Born and raised in Dillsburg, Egerton now lives with her husband and 15-year-old daughter in Mechanicsburg. I'm a freelance writer, and I interviewed Sarah in January of 2021 for an article for the Sentinel newspaper's Inspire edition. We spoke about her first year in the council, a fascinating and inspirational woman. I hope you enjoy our conversation. So, Sarah, let me start by asking you, are you originally from this area, or where are you from? So I was born and raised in Dillsburg, so just a couple of miles down the street from Mechanicsburg, so not too far away. Right. Um, and didn't venture very far. I went to school at IUP for undergrad, but then moved back to the area. I then met my husband in college, and he lived in Mechanicsburg. So we, we always joke, I lived in on Lemoyne on Hummel Street for just a small amount of time right after college, but then we bought a house on Simpson, which is really the same street. So I'm just moving down the street, and then we bought a house next door to our house. So I literally have been living on the same street since probably 2003. <laughs> so you obviously know the area well, and uh, you, you've been, so Mechanicsburg has been your home for, I mean, most of your life, right? Yeah, so I, right after college, we moved here, um, so I would say 2003, and I, we chose this place, and we're raising our daughter here. And so you, more time now in Mechanicsburg than I was in Dillsburg. <laughs> it makes me old. Well, I think you're 39, is that correct? I'm 41. Oh, 41. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe you could have told me you were 39. That would be fine. Oh. No, that's great. Uh, and you have one daughter. How old is your daughter? She is 15 years old. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you are, are you the only Democrat there now of the five, uh, five members, the council members now I'm talking about? That would be correct. The only Democrat and the only woman. Are you the first woman on that council as far as you know? I am not. There is a woman, her name is Tita. She was elected and I think she said 1986. She called me shortly after the election uh-huh. and um, and told me her story, which was um, w- was such a great you know piece of knowledge that I wouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. But there's been a few women that have been able to breach that that seat, but mm-hmm. not many that stay. Mm-hmm. H- have you did you find that to be a challenge? Because you ran, of course, last year. Well, 2019, right? You you ran, correct. and then your first year was 2020, correct? Correct. Right. And how long is the term? So it is a four-year term. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you find it challenging as as a woman and as a Democrat to uh, attain the seat that you've got? Yes. Hmm. Um, one, Mechanicsburg is pretty heavily populated by Republicans. We, we probably are at a 50-50 um, if you put in the Demo- uh, independent into the, the Democrat side. Uh what I found very interesting when I was knocking on doors, because I'm a believer, and this was pre-COVID, mm-hmm. so I was able to knock on a lot of people's doors. And a lot of times I would take my daughter or my husband with me or some friends that I hadn't met along the way. Sometimes I would have people look to my husband and have discussions where I was you know, trying to get their input, answer questions they had, you know, listen to their concerns. Um, and, it, you know, it was one of those things that, 
I probably didn't know was going to happen when mm. I took him along with me. Mm. And we would we kind of laugh on the way out because he's an introvert uh, and didn't like being put on the spot there. Being a woman, I think, always comes with some challenges. Do people take you seriously? Do they think that you'll be able to handle yourself if there's an argument? But once I got on the council, all of those things went away. The, the gentlemen there are very kind. There was no concerns. I'm also pretty confident with my arguments. So uh, there, there's not been any pushback from the council members. I just think during, during the election time, it was very different. I also know that I campaigned really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I knocked, I talked, I had parties in yards, just really wanted to listen to my neighbors. And I think that I was able to draw a, probably a bipartisan reaction to, to getting elected because I wouldn't have done it just being a Democrat alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe having those conversations and talking to so many people made me less scary Right. To some of the, my neighbors. And of course, that was pre-COVID, so you didn't have that problem of, you know, people not wanting to get too close to you, correct? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I felt so bad for anyone that ran this last time. Is it, you know, I, I'm not quite sure how, how you run a campaign when you can't meet your neighbors and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Now, you still hold your full-time job. Uh, tell me about that. So I'm the director of, of operations at hospice. I've been doing that for a little over a year. So I've been doing that, and it is a challenging job, of course, during the time of COVID. What, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? You've been doing this. I mean, your master's degree, if I'm correct, is in social work. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. Okay. Where did you, where did you go to school? So I went to Temple Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. They had a grad program right in Strawberry Square. Um, so it was perfect. I was working at the children's home in Mechanicsburg at the time. So it allowed a lot of flexibility. And um, mm-hmm. so, oh my gosh, that was like 2006, I graduated. Mm-hmm. And, I, and mm-hmm. that has opened up so many doors. And I've been able to work with almost every age group. I've done adoption. I've done foster care. Um, I, you know, have done hospice and long-term care. So that decision to go back to school, because um, when I, I originally was, I thought maybe I would be a police officer. Um, I went to IUP, went for criminology, did not have a good intern experience because I'm a helper. Mm. And I wanted to help everyone who needed to go back mm. to jail. And that wasn't a good fit. So um, mm. <laughs> this much better fit for me. <laughs> so you'd, I think you'd say your proudest accomplishment is everything you've you've done since uh, getting your master's and, and getting into the field that uh, that you're in right now. Yeah, I, I, I love being able to help. So mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it has been that, that path that I needed to go down. You know, you're, you're in a unique position, Sarah, leadership-wise, it seems to me. What do you think are the keys to effective leadership in what you do? So I am a firm believer that you take on conflicts and challenges directly. You speak about them so that you can have a plan. I know a lot of people are a little scared of confrontation, but I love it. You know, I think that when you're able to do that, and I think that's a social work skill. I think that, you know, when you know something's wrong or you know something could be better and you speak it out loud, that is the path to being able to fix it. So, you know, a lot of people will kind of be light on on confronting a subject. I just bring it head on. We talk about it. We get to, to the root of the problem and we plan for a resolution. So I think 
that really helps with leadership because you're not ignoring the problems. You're putting them out there honestly, and you're trying to resolve them always. Mm -hmm. You sound like uh, a very transparent person. In other words, you know, what you see is what you get. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, (laughs) a little too much of that, but yeah, you know, the filter is not always there, but I think that that's really important for me. And I've done various degrees of leadership over the years, but I know that when you're talking about employees or coworkers or borough officials, when you can be honest and you can put it out there, you get so much more done than trying to do things behind behind the scenes or just not addressing it. So staff-wise, how many people do you lead? So right now, I'd say probably about 20 folks. It's quite a team. So between what you do full-time, and I'm assuming you're... you're your borough council membership is, they're, they're not paying you, right? That's a volunteer position? So it is is—it is um, a paid position, um, a very small amount each month. Uh, I think it comes out to like 25 cents an hour. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so there, yeah. there is a stipend that they give us each month. Yeah, it, it kind of cracks me up when people say, oh, you're paid. I'm like, yes, handsomely. It's going to affect my taxes this year. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, still, I, I, I would look at that as a volunteer position. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, that makes me wonder why, given what you've accomplished and, and the path that you seem to be on, why you wanted to get into politics. So I believe that if you are not happy with the way your government is, the best place to put yourself is in service of your own community. And I, I had started out probably about eight years ago working on election day, getting to know my neighbors, never really thinking that I wanted to run for borough council, you know, just talking to people and hearing their concerns and their complaints and then saying, have you ever gone to one of those meetings? And no one had. So I felt that because I give so much to my patients and my clients hmm. that it was time to give to my neighbors too. I love it. I, I try to volunteer as much as possible. We are a family of service. I drag my daughter out wherever we go. Mm-hmm. She she may out-volunteer me at this point, but I think it's so important to just give back because it's the place I live and it's the place that, you know, I, I hope that I retire in and want to make it a better place. Valuable lessons uh, for your daughter and uh, for your community members. So what, uh, what goals do you have for this year, whether it's... Uh, career goals or borough council goals? For borough council, um, there's a couple of things that I'm working on, updating our parks so that they're more inclusive, that they're updated. Also um, looking at making sure that we get the community input to see what they want in in the parks. So we're doing a comprehensive plan of our parks now, um, and hopefully we'll have a great five-year plan to update everything around here. Uh, also, I'm a big supporter. I'm the liaison to the downtown partnership. So making sure that we have a robust downtown. So I always tell people, Carlisle's what we want to look like. You know, let's get more restaurants opened up. We want to have that foot traffic. And that really is another one of my goals for Mechanicsburg is to continue growing our downtown. Any political aspirations past what you're doing right now? You know, I, I think about that often, probably. You know, I love it. I um, 
Personally, I would like to be part of the housing crisis solution in, in Cumberland County. So there, there are things that I want to do that I, a borough seat doesn't allow you to do. So yes, I would explore options. I just don't know what they are yet. You know, having a 15-year-old kind of, you know, when, when do you start doing that stuff? But I do, I, I want to make this place, the state, even better than it is. And I and I think that that happens with someone that can go in and work on both sides of the aisle, talk about solutions and not problems. And, and I see myself wanting to position someday, but who knows when. And Burrow's perfect for now. Good for you. You know, I did watch, uh, my, my last point is I watched a little bit of the YouTube recording of your last council meeting. Uh, it looked very good. I mean, you guys really know what you're doing that way. I think I came away with a, with one of the things you're working on, which is um, online outreach to engage the public during COVID. Is that one of your borough tasks? Yeah, that is. So I am the chair of community outreach. So that's been a challenge. You know, technology is not Mechanicsburg's um, best friends. So we, we are looking at updating our website. Our borough manager has done a great job at our direction at informing people and talking and using the Zoom. We are very fortunate. We have our EMC is Nate Wardle, who was the press secretary for Governor Wolf. So he was able to give us a huge amount of resources for the COVID over the last year. So having him and just instructing and using our, you know, people go to the borough website for information. That's really, really important. And they sometimes they listen to our borough meetings. So when they do, they need to get that information so that they know what's going on. Because there's just so much I, I, mishmash going on about the COVID. Um, we need to be transparent with our community members. Yeah, I think that's a worthy goal for sure. People who we're not really technically proficient with computers uh, over the past year have become so <laughs> at least to, at least to get information yeah yep you know when my mother-in-law is setting up a zoom call i'm like oh no here we go <laughs> that's when you know you're in trouble <laughs> yeah. well sarah this has been tremendous i, I appreciate that and uh, appreciate your time thank you thanks for listening to this the very first episode of cumberland county chatter if you want to be informed about future shows or if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, please send me an email at billmintins at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-M-I-N-T-I-E-N-S at gmail.com. I'll leave you today with a cute little ditty from Chris Hammond. Bye for now. Happy little squirrels, happy little squirrels, happy little squirrels in a squirrely tree. Happy little squirrels, happy little squirrels, happy little squirrels, and we like it that way. We snuffle on the ground and we scuttle up the trees. We run along the branches and we drink from the leaves.